All right, last hour on a uh, Monday, the Super Bowl is set. It'll be in Vegas. Uh, you can hear it right here on the uh, Zone. Will not be the Mitch Holtis call. And right. you can hear the Pro Bowl. You get uh, Kevin Harlan. Yes. Really? What? How do they do the play-by-play for the Pro Bowl? I, I'm really curious. I'm fascinated in this as well, but I know sure. they're going to be covering it. Ooh, look at that 40-yard dash. Yeah. Oh. Look they're at that dodgeball. Some, some of the skills game and then the, the touch football game. But yes, it, it'll all be here. All right. Let's uh, welcome in Jacob Bigelow from Huskers Illustrated. Uh, fellow Chiefs fan, uh, congratulations. Uh, when are we going? Oh, you guys are sweet. When are we going to Vegas? Or yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I don't, I don't know where else we'd be of, going. Yeah, I don't have that kind of coin laying around. But um, can, congratulations to you too, sir. Another one. Wouldn't um, Power and Light uh, be cool for you guys to go? You know, you could hang out there, and they have the little courtyard of the big TV. I bet that'd be quite the scene there. Yeah, I know people that have gone down uh, the last couple of years for that. They've uh, said they didn't remember much of it, yeah. but it was a good, <laughs> it was a sign of a good, good time. time. Many people and, forget. Uh, good time in the moment. Many, yeah, many people forget, but no, all I know is it's been a special uh, last couple of years. And like you said, Gary, you know, as long as uh, 15's playing quarterback, uh, you know, we got a, we got a pretty good shot and it's been really fun. It's been a special, special run. So I'm just enjoying the ride every, every bit, every yeah, you, bit I can. You're, you're very subdued. I appreciate that. We don't, we, we gotta, we don't want to go all at once. We got like 11 days to do this. All right. Let's talk about basketball. So, um, do we have to? No, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about not just Nebraska basketball. Hey, there were other things that went on on Saturday in the basketball world. Yeah, uh, so, did you watch the Royal Rumble? I did. Yes, my man. Okay, couple of storylines here. I think the Vince McMahon cloud hangs over, and they've got to they got to move on quickly from that. Um, but I love the women's final. I like that McAfee was back. Um, I like that Cody won again. So you're going to get Cody and Reigns part two in WrestleMania. But don't you think that before that uh, aired at the Trop on Saturday night, we had a little WWE event between Providence and Georgetown, and Ed Cooley perfectly played the role as a villain? Oh, absolutely. A nice, I, should, I should say, a very nice guy who was playing the role as a villain, so he kind of turned into a heel. Yeah, <laughs> no, he definitely, he played the role well, and he, uh, you know, he wasn't, wasn't getting like too animated, but I mean, he was, you know, it was, that was quite the scene. Um, I still, you know, I, this may be a hot take. I think when beer went back to Lubbock was a little more nuts than that. Uh, just yeah. from what I saw, but it still definitely lived up to lived up to the billing with the uh, vitriol and the, in the air and uh you know georgetown they almost pulled it out but then devin carter decided to do devin carter stuff down the stretch and providence got the w hey would there be a coach uh anywhere it doesn't matter if it's omaha creighton or, or nebraska a coach like an ed cooley that would come back and there would be that much vitriol because we tend to like our coaches to get fired here or at least a couple of them yeah yeah um i don't know any any off the top of my head, because uh, I, I don't think the uh, I don't think the previous football coach is going to be a head coach where he'd come back to Lincoln. But that would be maybe the maybe the only one. I don't know if that'd be vitriol or what that would be, but <laughs> it'd be be quite the scene if that ever came to pass. But I don't see that coming to come coming to happen. Oh, but, they'd get yeah, off the nothing. that they game be taken off the schedule immediately. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Ab- ab- Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's what, you know, when people, that's when 
you know, he was getting some run for that Arizona job. I'm like, there's a couple games in a yep. couple years oh, yeah. that have to be removed from the schedule if that if that came to <laughs> came to be. But yeah, we dodged that thankfully. Uh, just to say, we did this today too with the the Nebraska result. It, I, I've asked you this before because I feel like this is a constant conversation when it's the road struggles. What what do you see when it comes to Nebraska's overall play in the paint and being able to box out and being able to get rebounds that we saw at home, being able to out-rebound a team, and then where it just completely comes unglued on the road? We're actually early on in that game, not only were they hitting shots, but they were getting rebounds as well. Where did that change in your opinion, and why does that? Why do you continue to think that that is something that just for some reason that can't travel for with Nebraska? I can't really put my finger on like where it changed, but the thing that I'm just like I'm, I'm trying to see like similarities and all these road losses. They have trouble with really athletic teams, <laughs> like just plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Like the teams that have the teams that have given them fits on the boards, you know. Aside from, and you know the that Creighton game withstanding, that was a whole, there's a lot more that went into that game, but the, the games they've lost on the road in the big 10 are all teams that, you know, may not look on paper like they have the most firepower, but they just have a bunch of athletic dudes and they got guys like guys like cliff guys like Julian Reese who can just use their athleticism and to their advantage on the boards and, in the paint and you know Nebraska just doesn't have Nebraska just doesn't have that kind of athleticism one through especially one through three most of the time their their backcourt is definitely near <laughs> near the bottom of the big ten in terms of athleticism and just overall quickness but inside you know they've just been I mean there's no other way to put it they've been getting punked you know inside and you know not having Jawan Gary and this this run of recent games, you know, they had, they had held serve without him, but I mean, they could, I mean, I'm not saying if they have Dewan Gary, they win that game, but that, yeah. <laughs> but they would have made a, would have made definitely, you know, a, 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 I think an impact on it, at least in a couple aspects of that game on Saturday, mm-hmm. but Nebraska just doesn't have the athleticism that some of these other teams have. And that's my, kind of my biggest takeaway. All right, let's, start, let's go back to the, the college basketball thing as a, as a whole, but in the big 10, uh, I think we can put a finger on why Michigan is 44 and 44 in their last 88. Uh, Juwan isn't coaching very well. Their roster isn't very good. Uh, Indiana is a little bit of a mystery. And Mike Woodson, I think is okay. But if the fans revolt, he's in trouble. But help me here. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you, I mean, you, you know that program well with uh, a friend that's on their staff. Um, but help me with Ohio State. Ohio State seems like it's you can't really mess that up. You might not go to the NCAA tournament every year, but you really can't mess Ohio State up. Well, they've lost 14 in a row on the road. They just got beat by 25 against Northwestern after being just outclassed by Nebraska earlier in the week. Chris Holman's the head coach. It's not like he just showed up. He's been there year seven. If they don't go to the NCAA tournament again this year, what happens with Ohio State and why is why is Ohio State basketball really in a bad spot right now? They just aren't very connected, like just watching them play. And I really like Holtman, um, a mutual friend of ours who I used to work with, really likes Holtman as well. 
I've heard nothing but good about him as a person and him as a coach, but it's just been, you know, the, they've had, they've had talent these last couple years. They've had guys that were, they've had one and done guys that are, you know, that got drafted and there just has not been much, you know, fruit to come from, you know, that program as a result. And now, you know, seven years in, it's kind of, you know, if they, they don't make the NCAA tournament. I, I assume there will be a change, but the athletic director dynamic there makes it even yeah. more interesting because it's still Gene until July first, and then Ross York comes in, and you know every you know I don't know if they'd have to have to tag team that coaching search together technically or what what it would be, but I mean that's uh, definitely a weird weird spot, and I you know I. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of you know the situation behind the scenes, but just on the court, they don't look connected at all. And they've they've got some they've got some guys who have you know shown they're they're more than more than good Big Ten players, and just as a as a whole, they they have not shown any ability to come together. Well, and on the exact opposite side of that, and Nebraska's see this on Thursday night, and Greg Gard, at least the home fans will. Nebraska's already seen that. What what has it been about Greg Gard this year in in that team? I mean, is it just simply that team that he has, or what he's been able to do? Where this team, I would I would rather I would rather face Purdue than Wisconsin right now, as far as how they look, especially how they've been one of the very rare teams in this conference and in college basketball that can have the same type of look on the road. How much of that do you give to Greg Gard there? Got to give a good amount of it to Gard for you know. I mean, he was. I mean, I thought for sure he was on the hot seat after how last year went. And you know, looking at their roster from top to bottom, it was just a, a lot of the same pieces. And then they they add Store and you know Blackwell's a freshman who was I thought was a good get for him. But I mean, that's they're light years above where I thought they'd be. And you know, I've we've seen a little more you know emotion from him and some of these behind the you know behind the scenes videos of you know them celebrating stuff in the locker room and. Um, and you know, for people with some local interests in that, in, you know, Wisconsin, I think we've seen Chucky Hepburn be able to be in a role that is, that is where he thrives, which is making plays for other, other guys and not having to be the focal point of that offense. And when you bring in a guy like store who, you know, is a part of the, a part of the, you know, group of guys that got, uh, you know, they got sent off by Patino when he got the St. John's job. And if you look at that list of guys that were at St. John's last year, they're all really playing well, but none of them may be playing better than AJ store. And to have guys like him and John Blackwell, who are definitely against the Wisconsin stereotype, uh, they, you know, that they, they bring a new, you know, athletic, just athletic dudes, yeah, dudes who can jump out of the gym and aren't just, Guys with buzz cuts playing back in the basket in the post. It's the you know it's that can make a load of difference, and it's made a load of difference for Greg Gard. Uh, and don't forget about Max Klesman. Yeah, he's been on a hell of a heater this last month. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 really really good, and Chucky is the guy, and he's a dude. And you know, last year, so that game was weird last year. I mean, twice they had. 17-point leads in that game. But then Nebraska, the last 10 minutes of... Well, no, about the last 20 minutes, I think outscored them by 27. Again, it went to overtime. Um, so th- they've got a bunch of different pieces. Here's the interesting thing about Wisconsin, Jacob. 
this is a monster week for them because they come here to play, and then on Sunday at the Cold Center, they got Purdue. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's about as, you know, Nebraska, you know, after how they looked on Saturday, who knows how, I mean, I know Greg Gard's not taking them lightly. The game will obviously be huge for them. It's huge for Chucky, and, you know, they won't be, won't be, uh, you know, they're, I don't think they're going to be looking ahead to Purdue, but that's a pretty massive week. And that game on Sunday, that's going to be, that's going to be appointment viewing yeah. for me, especially. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a different team. And we saw that firsthand when Nebraska went to Madison. Offensively, they score points. They're not playing 63 62, you know, ring around the rosy and, and play tag. They're scoring points. I mean, they're fourth uh-huh. in the country in offensive adjusted efficiency. We're talking about Wisconsin. We're talking about Greg Gard, who, you know, smarmy Greg Gard, who has the most punchable face in the Big Ten. Hey, tip of the cap. That dude's going to be in the running for the National Coach of the Year, the way that he's gotten that team to play, because they are, as you alluded to, really, really talented. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Sorry. Nebraska's offense. I know there's rink, and he had the big game against Ohio State. C.J. Wiltshire was really the only thing they had going, and he was the guy shooting from the outside. I wanted more of him in the first half. Not sure what happened to the rotation. But do we need to have a discussion about Casey? We might. Um, I think some. I think some. I think some fans definitely need to. Um, I mean, it's you know he. That was another rough day at the office for him, but it was a rough day all around for that entire team. But I, mean, I think the. I've been trying to tell people since the beginning of the year that the the best form of this Nebraska team is not Kefe taking 20 shots a game and just chucking up fu threes and you know if they go in the place goes crazy and they want to see him keep doing that and you know obviously he's got to be he's got to be a, a guy obviously he's your all con preseason all conference player but I think you know people's People's expectations for him have been a little warped, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think the the sum, you know, Nebraska, you know, we saw it, hmm. and you know, take that non-con for what it is. But you know, we saw it at you know at the start of the year, and even early in Big Ten play when they had multiple, you know, four or five guys scoring in double figures, and you know, we've seen Mass have big games, we've seen Wiltshire have big games, we've seen a couple K-State games, but. You know, it's you know, it we'll we'll see. February was when he went on his heater last year, and you know, we'll see if maybe that's just his month. But I I think the conversation with Casey, you know, when he's not throwing it in, throwing it up from the panhandle on the logo at midcourt at PBA, people were like, "What's going on? Where's Casey?" And they they're panicking because he's not taking all these wild shots. Uh, okay, well, I want to go a step further on that though. His lack of movement, and, and even in the Ohio State game, in the win, he wasn't as active against Maryland. Same thing, wasn't as active. And I, I know he's the focal point of a lot of team scouting reports, and they're going to defend him. They're going to try to frustrate him. But, I mean, isn't, isn't that the frustrating part to watch? That it, I, I don't, I don't want to say he quits, but there's just times that he's not as active. He's not as, you know, he's, the movement is not the same. What what is what is that a reflection of in your, in your opinion? Is that more of Casey's frustration of that, or is there something deeper? Like I, I just, 
it's just it, you've noticed it uh, in times that he's not as active, and we know when he's active, even if he's not getting shots off, I feel like this offense is also benefiting from that. Yeah, I I would agree with that, and part of it is probably in, in due to frustration. But I mean, it's I mean I I mean it, I got to be like blunt and brutally honest. If I'm a Big Ten coach, I am hunting him on mm-hmm. defense. Sure. We saw we saw Ohio State do it. They had Thornton and Gale going right at him, and they were doing whatever they wanted. And that's that's the reason he wasn't playing much at all in that Ohio State game was defense. And some of the guards in this league, I mean, if you know, if I'm if I'm Greg Gard, if I'm Brad Underwood, with some of the guard talent that they have, yep. I'm hunting him on defense. And if you are going right at him on one end, he's probably he's probably going to you know we've. We've seen his emotions. You know, obviously the program is emphasizing that never too high, never too low thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he he wears it. He wears it on his sleeve. You know, whether it's too high or too low, and I'm sure frustration is is a part of it. But you know, it's just I, yeah, I he's you know he's had a rough he's had a rough couple, and uh, you know we'll see. You know, it just comes back to you know I feel like it it's a bit or a joke of mine at this point, but just someone set the man a screen <laughs> someone someone i mean someone go out and give and give him some space i mean we saw rink we saw rink set him one in one of these home games i forget which one it was recently it might have been northwestern and i and i looked around i'm like they did oh my goodness they actually it actually happened yeah. and it never happened again and you know i think you know obviously you need him to be you know the, depending on matchups, either the focal point or he's got to be give you something. But you know, you got to get the man some help too. Um, this isn't just off of Saturday, but this has been a reoccurring theme with Fred as the head coach. How come Nebraska can't recruit a true five? Not a guy that's a pick and pop six ten guy, but is a true five man, a Big Ten five man. How come Nebraska is? unable to recruit that kind of player. I don't know if Fred's ever had one on on any of his college rosters. I mean, I don't know like I don't know what, you know, what he can, you know, that's a, you know, as corny as it may sound, that's a big thing in recruiting. Like if you're, you know, recruiting a recruiting a shooter, you'd be like, I coach this guy, this guy, this guy. I know how I can, you know, get you right, <laughs> you know, as a as a shooter or as a wing or, you know, as a as as a point guard, I mean, I don't, you know, maybe the high, the high school kids these days may not know the Monte Morris, you know, George Yang, like those, how those Iowa State teams look. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know, I don't know, if Fred's ever had a true five on the, you know, on any of his his college teams, um, and it's, you know, I, you know, it, it unfortunately has been a theme, you know, the the point, the one and the five, and the question marks, you know, about point guard and center, those are been questions throughout the you know Fred's tenure and I don't I don't have a straight answer for either of them but I know I know having having one or, or both would would greatly benefit you know the this current team what happens first a Nebraska loss at home or a Nebraska win on the road Ooh. see if you had asked me this question a week ago I'd say a win on the road yep. uh Thursday Thursday is tough. just I mean that Thursday's tough, and then the two the two on the road right after Thursday are also tough. So you know it's 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 an interesting spot, and you know that's gonna 
you know, there's going to be plenty of doom and gloom if, you know, these next couple, if there isn't a win in these next three. And I am kind of <laughs> just, just bracing myself for the possible discourse. So right now I'll say, I'll say a loss at home. All right. All right. We'll, uh, we'll uh, chat next uh, Monday. Boy, the discussion around Nebraska basketball will be very interesting a week from today because of the oh, next yeah. two that are ahead of them against nationally ranked uh, opponents. Jacob, have a good week. Uh, look forward to your uh, coverage on uh, Thursday night for a monster game between uh, Nebraska and Wisconsin. No, should be a fun one. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time, like always. That's uh, Jacob Bigelow. You can follow his stuff on uh, Huskers uh, Illustrated. 7.30 game Thursday night. Uh, monster, monster game against a really, really good basketball team and a really, really good baller named Chucky Hepburn at guard who has, has pieces around him. They're 8-1 and one with a great resume and probably are a two-seed in Tim Kruger's bracket that he'll release mm-hmm. later this morning on stadium.com. Yeah, and even like when I think of teams that are equipped off the bench too, like Wisconsin, like Connor Sejian coming off, like just being able to knock down shots. It's it's an impressive team, but he mentioned the one thing that is so like on Wisconsin, like you do, you see a, a not only guys that play within the system that can shoot from wherever, but guys that are going to out-athlete you. Like AJ Story is is a huge addition to what they're doing too. It, they're just they're impressive to watch right now. That is, that's why I asked the question. I, I think there's this belief that Nebraska just sort of transforms into a different team, and and that's true to some extent. But I, I mean, I just I don't have a lot of confidence in Thursday night. I will Nebraska. see uh, if Juwan Gary, what his availability will be for. Uh, yeah, that'd be that that'd game. be big. All right, Amy Jess coming up next.